good morning or good evening wherever you are in the world. Thank you for downloading our Southampton versus Tottenham Hotspur big match build-up show podcast. Now it's that time of the year, we're all losing track of the days, the limbo between Christmas and New Year, but there's been no losing for Saints in these festive fixtures. Seven points from a possible nine and suddenly a whole new outlook on life. Now we discussed briefly the Boxing Day win at Chelsea, a respectable point at home to Crystal Palace, goal and player of the month and of course predictions for Spurs to open 2020 with this week's guest Dan Jarvis. So I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas, here's to a happy new year, this is our Southampton versus Tottenham Hotspur big match build up show. Good evening, good afternoon, one and all. Do let us know if uh, if I'm too loud or my guest is too quiet or my guest is too loud and I'm too quiet. Hopefully we're a bit of a uh, consistent um, level this time round. But joining me on the stream today, in fact, uh, uh, good to see you once again, Dan. Uh, I mean, you can also tell, uh, tell us a little bit more how you're ground hopping around the UK and all round good Ed and uh, season ticket holder. How are you, Dan? Uh, cheers. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on again. It's, it's always a pleasure. Um, yeah, so obviously doing the uh, the 92 league grounds with Dad. Um, went up to Bradford yesterday uh, for their game against Mansfield. Um, bit of a trek, so still sort of recovering from that. Um, but yeah, no, another one done. Bradford won 2-0. Um, so that's, I'm at 85 at the moment. I think Dad's, Dad's three behind um, playing the you know what? So that's going to delay me a little bit, um, but that's absolutely fine. We'll we'll get there, and we're heading off to uh, Salford next um, in their game against uh, Oldham uh, back into January. So yeah, hopefully that won't be nil nil. <laughs> that's, that's that's some effort actually, Dan. You know, it was eighty five out of ninety two. I mean, some of those have chopped and changed over the last couple of years. Where haven't yeah. they really? Yeah, yeah, definitely, exactly that. Um, I mean, obviously, I guess at this time, uh, even though I still call it 92, it's 91 at the moment with sort of the sad demise yeah. of Barry. Um, but I, I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm not entirely sure what sort of whether, you know, in terms of the pyramid, whether they're going to bring another one back next season, because um, obviously that's going to have a knock-on effect. But yeah, no, I imagine it will still be 91 or 92 there or thereabouts when we when we get down to the final couple. I put my phone on silent. There it goes. It's typical. Uh, <laughs> and let's just just prove that we are live folks uh, again do let us know if there's any audio issues if i'm too loud or dan's too quiet just let us know so we can balance it up a little bit as well uh let's say hello to some of the people some of our regulars in our comments now good afternoon kieran uh hello uh charlie uh good to see you uh you know you came up to us and saw us on saturday good good to see you there and hello leo uh, thanks for your comments um, and actually, uh, uh, I guess uh, I just want to say my apologies. In fact, some of you, uh, some of you guys, uh, uh, the subscribers that kind of join us a lot regularly, quite often. And a few of you asked, um, where was the Chelsea review? Uh, where was the Palace preview? I mean, to be honest, at this time of the year, the fixtures come uh, thick and fast, and uh, you know you've also got to try and squeeze time to spend it with your loved ones. And quite frankly, for the best of times, this football content it absolutely consumes my life, and I commit my time over it rather than at home. So I guess it was only fair for me to kind of uh, relax a little bit, take a couple of days off and spend it with them, to be honest. Um, and quite honestly, sometimes I, I do struggle to keep up despite kind of scaling back the content um, this season. Uh, right. Anyway, 
I guess we use this opportunity then to kind of review in brief the Chelsea victory on Boxing Day, uh, Dan. Fantastic way to cap Christmas. One of the best team performances Ralph had witnessed. And, you know, it's not often that we say it was the comfortable victory over Chelsea. And they rarely threatened and it was a long overdue uh, win against a top six opposition. Yeah, no, no, exactly that. Um, I mean, sort of going into the game, I wasn't too sure what to expect. Um, but fair play, you know, Ralph's obviously... Um, had his critics this season, rightfully so. In fairness, some of his some of his tactical decisions have been, I think, questionable to to say the least. Um, but that day, he got it absolutely bang on. He set the team up fantastic. They kept a great shape throughout the ninety minutes. Um, played on the counter, um, and to be honest, uh, if if we'd have been more clinical, probably could have you know rode out even com- more comfortable winners. In, in all honesty. Yeah, I mean, there's a comment here. In fact, Nathan jumps in with, uh, he went to the Chelsea game and the performance on Obafemi and Shea really impressed me. I've completely changed my opinion on Shea and I think, and, and recognise that he needs more game time. Yeah, no, completely agree with that. Um, sort of going back a couple of months ago, um, I remember talking to a chap in the pub and he was sort of, you know, mentioning the fact that he thought he was just a, a you know, a championship player out of his depth. I never really thought that. Um, I, th- I think he's a good player. I, I think you obviously has hasn't had the luck. Um, thinking back to when he was sort of starting at the start of the season, uh, he, you know, could have quite easily had a goal uh, if memory serves at Sheffield United. I think he hit the woodwork mm. maybe even a couple of times, um, but he just hadn't had the breaks. But it's all around play, his hold up, um, and he's so young as well. I, I really do think we've got a good player then, and he just needs to get that first goal really. Yeah, I mean, it just needs a bit of luck to, for it to go in off his, you know, backside, off his shin, a, 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 a fortuitous deflection, if you like, as well. But, you know, lots of eyebrows raised that, in fact, for the Chelsea game, you know, uh, Ralph decided to rest Danny Ings um, and, you know, introduce Obafemi and Shea Adams from the start. And uh, both, I guess, you know, uh, Ings returned to the team against Crystal Palace with Buffal also replacing Stuart Armstrong, who I thought had a great game at Stamford Bridge too, a little unlucky to be benched against Palace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, I, I don't know whether that's sort of down to, you know, sort of the thick and fast nature of the festive period. Maybe, you know, they use so much technology these days. Maybe, maybe they sort of, you know, saw that he was one that was more in need of a rest. But, yeah, no, I, I genuinely think we look a better side with with him in the team. Um, I think he definitely sort of, um, I think he makes our passing game sort of more fluid. I think he bridges the gap between um, midfield and, and the strikers. Um, and yeah, I think that's sort of a lot of eyebrows were raised when we brought him in. Just you know, a lot of people saying he's you know, just come from a farmers league. Um, but no, I think I definitely would like to see more of him. Even last season, um, I thought he was great in in sort of spells. Yeah, I mean, Stuart Armstrong had a you know a great influence in that team goal, uh, which led to uh, Redmond scoring, albeit off. Well, they claim it came off Kante's toe, but. Uh, Edward uh, jumps in here and says he's uh, Stuart Armstrong is the most underrated player at Saints. He has to be a starter. Yeah, I yeah completely agree with that comment. Um, I think really, um, in in terms of a, a player that you know sort of goes under the radar. Thinking back, probably similar to Stephen Davis in his time at the club. Another one that was you know he, uh, he a lot of players a lot of people rather wouldn't sort of pick him out as a star player but you noticed when he was absent um and he was just fantastic and another quality player that yeah similar sort of adams i think needs needs to see um the team sheet more often yeah and nathan jumps in and says uh Jacob potter would be the long term replacement for shane long now let's extend on that in fact um because we uh, there's a bit of um speculation about uh, shane long's future he's yet to sign a contract is 
his contract is up at the end of the season. What would you do with Shane Long? Would you give him a, a year extension? Um, I actually think, as, as you know, it, it's a tough one. I, I think I'd part ways now. Um, I like Shane Long for what he brings to the team. He's been a really good servant. Um, but as a striker, he just he doesn't get the goals that we need. Don't get me wrong. He, as I say, he puts in a shift every time. He, he does bring others into play. Um, but I can see him sort of going down the football pyramid, maybe ended up in the championship. And I think, you know, with, with Shea Adams, you've got a young, bright player. Um, you know, he sort of, he almost brings something different, like sort of something we've lacked since the Pallet days, really. He's big, burly striker who, if we need to change it up and go long, he can, he, I think he could be a real presence in, in that sense. Yeah, I mean, I think Che had been given the tactics to hold up the ball, win the headers, and he showed that at Chelsea. Uh, great, um, you know, um, spirit, in fact, both at Chelsea and against the Palace game. Lots of um, contrasting opinions jumping in on this Shang Long um, topic here. Uh, Kieran says uh, uh, we should give him a new contract uh, after these last few performances, despite his injury. He doesn't want to see him leave in the summer. And McKeezy, uh, hello all the way from the other side of the world. Good to have you with us once again. He said he'd give him a, an extension. His pressing is critical for the system. Yeah, no, that that is a fair comment. And, you know, I can't really argue with that. Obviously, he is he is an absolute athlete. You look at the way that he jumps. Um, he can cover more ground than probably most, to be honest. Um, but I'm just sort of thinking bigger picture. Maybe, you know, maybe there is a possibility of giving a year extension. Um, but, you know, he's he's not getting any younger um and i just really to be honest like to look towards the future and if it meant sort of between i mean you could potentially keep shane long to bring him on tire defenses um but looking you know towards the future i'd really like to see adams more uh, in the team more prominently yeah i think that's a fair comment and uh morgan also raised the point over yoshida uh, he says we should let Yoshida go in the summer now i've got to say here yoshida has been a great club servant a great club man but He's never really put a staple into that first team. And uh, I guess there's a reason why nobody has come in from over the years. Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly it. Um, I remember when he first joined the club back in, was it 2012? Mm. Um, you know, he, he sort of played a fair bit. He was so error prone. Since, since then, um, in, in fairness to him, he has remodelled his game. And, and sort of in more recent years, he's, he's been good for us, but he's not seeing the game time. Um, but at, at the same time, I think, you know, if we are to let him go, we, we certainly need to look at, you know, bringing another player of that position in because we're quite thin in that area. Yeah, um, lots of comments again firing in for about Shane Long. But uh, right, let's get back to um, the Crystal Palace, uh, I guess, review in this part of the, the, the pod, if you like. Um, and then in some respects, we were, we were, I guess you could say, ahead of the game um, going into the Palace game. Six points either side of Christmas. And the objectives for this game against Palace weren't quite as strict, were they? No, no, not at all. I think um, sort of looking at the fixtures before they happened, um, a lot of people really would have looked at that one as the one that we needed, you know, to guarantee, guarantee three points out of. Um, but obviously with the win at Chelsea, that changed somewhat. Um, so Palace, you know, typical away performance, similar to what we do in a sense, sort of set up um, pretty defensively, um, trying to catch us out on the counter. Um, and it worked for the most part. Uh, they, they frustrated us. I don't know whether it was sort of a, almost a game too far with the, with the brilliant display at Chelsea. Um, but I think ultimately at the end, uh, I, was, I was happy with the point because I thought they, you know, they'd done a job on us and they were, they were going to get away with a perfect 1-0 away display. 
Mm, and they did try their best to frustrate Saints. Um, and I guess it was mostly a dire first half. A few highlights to talk about. And I guess we're, we're scraping the barrel a little bit in terms of chances on 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 goal. But, you know, Palace, I think, they, as you say, they, they came with a game plan to sit in deep, you know, hit, hit on the counter-attack with the speed of Zahar and Ayu, who recently on the score sheet, one of the... Uh, I guess one of the goal of the months recently as well, but I guess if we get to chances uh, away from the net, um, and one thing I've, I've picked up a couple of things, um, Hoiberg, he had his uh, shirt ripped in the first half, and uh, do you think Saints were scrimping the pennies at Kingsland Market this Christmas? Because it definitely wasn't an authentic shirt, that's for sure. No, it, it didn't look like it. Um, I don't really know what, what that was all about. Obviously, the money in the club's been spent elsewhere. I don't know. They must have had some sort of Christmas meal. Um because it's quite bad when you have to get down to that state of affairs. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, um, uh, Rob jumps in here and says uh, Palace were quite a petulant, bad-tempered bunch. And you can see from the first minute, I think it was Miholovic that took a grab hold of uh, Hoiberg's shirt, but basically ripped it off his back. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I think Palace fans have done their best. Uh, and it is that time of year, pantomime season. Every time James Will Prowse touched the ball, uh, he was being booed because last year, of course, he wound up Zaha to get him sent off. And, Zaha, if we look at him, he was triggered after the very first minute. He was throwing his arms around, throwing his toys out of pram when he was swarmed by Saints defenders every single time. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it, it seems to be every time we play, um, obviously, of Palace, especially now after that incident last season, um, he's clearly not forgotten it. Palace worship him like he's some sort of god, um, which I don't quite understand. He's a great player, don't get me wrong, but you know, he left them once, he's obviously come back, he'll go again. Because he, he is class, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, what's he, 26, 27? He's still he's acting on a pitch looking probably the most immature out of most of them, to be honest. Um, so I think, you know, that that may sort of um, put, you know, potential suitors off. Because um, although he's got the, the quality, he can be a ticking time, time bomb and a you know, red card waiting to happen. Yeah, I mean, obviously we, we saw that firsthand last season. And, uh, of course, he had an influence um, in Crystal Palace, uh, putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, of course, it was called back for VAR. Uh, VAR, he's been one of our best defenders this season. And uh, the irony is that he was ruled offside, but I guess it must have been a hair or, you know, a fraction or something like that. But uh, um, they put the ball in, but it also exposed some of our defensive frailties. And uh, we were chanting VAR is one of our own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, I hate to sort of dig someone out, but I'm going to anyway. Um, you know, VAR has probably been a hell of a lot more effective than Cedric has been, uh, mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, don't get me wrong, that that particular game, it wasn't his worst display, but yet again, you know, that that came down his side. And you know, in in all fairness, yeah, okay, Zaha is you know he's a class player, um, but you know, Cedric wants to give it the big one about being a you know Euros winner way back when. Um, and he's just, you know, he's come out and said he wants to leave. I genuinely, I mean, you know, Cedric, he's very hit and miss. He said he wants to leave. I'd, I'd sooner see, I know Valor, I think he's been out with an illness, but I'd sooner sort of see him there, even if he's going to make mistakes, he's young. But, you know, he's, he's the future and I think he'd be a hell of a lot more committed. Yeah, interesting point here um, you, you've just brought up. Uh, you know, Cedric did admit a couple of weeks ago, about a month or so ago, that he will be leaving in the summer. And uh, Kieran notes here, he didn't perform well against Palace. Do you reckon we'll get a fee for him in January? Now, uh, let me extend on that. Uh, firstly, on your comment on Jan Valery, illness, I'm not sure how much I believe about that. You can only be ill for you know, a, a, short, a short amount of time. There must be some sort of hell of a virus that he's got, some sort of mystery illness that allows him to go out into town every you know, Friday, mm. Saturday night, whatever. 
don't know how much you can believe about those tabloids, but whatever. Uh, I mean, Cedric, I think it is a, you know, I, I think it's best thing to do is probably try and get a fee for him uh, this January rather than just getting him uh, sold, for, uh, I guess, moving to another club for nothing in the summer. Yeah, no, I completely, completely agree with that. Um, you know, I just, I don't know whether Sutton United are in the market for a right back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll drive him there myself, to be honest. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that that's the issue. I'd, I'd happily part ways now. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he must have some agent because I just, I can't really think who's going to be looking at his, you know, sort of tape in, in recent weeks and think, you know, that's that's the missing piece of our team. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no, it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Lots of comments firing in about Cedric. Good to see you, Rob. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's been a, it, everybody's been critical of Cedric recently. Um, you know, let's, uh, to be honest, let me give him a bit of credit. He did play well at Chelsea. Um, I don't, I'm not sure how much I believe about how Valerie's not ready. I mean, he, he broke through last season, some fantastic performances there, getting on the score sheet a couple of times, helping us last season. Um, but I don't know how much to believe about this illness about Valerie. So, so I think something's going on behind the scenes. Uh, Nathan jumps in and says he's just lazy. Doesn't bother to run back and it when he loses the ball. Um, and uh, just one more from McKeezy here. We should send Ramsey and Vokins on loan or give him a chance to back up Valet because we're so short on fullbacks. And I think uh, McKeezy's highlighted a fantastic point there is that our number one target should be a fullback. And then for me, if we can get somebody that can play left and right in January, ideal. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that's exactly what we're uh, crying out for at the moment. Um, I mean, see, we let go, we let go of target. Um, in in the summer, um, looking back now, was that the wisest decision? Mm. Um, he's don't get me wrong, I, I liked him. Um, he's he's not the most brilliant fullback you'll ever see, but he can come and do a job. Um, at the end of the day, um, and at the end of you know, ultimately we haven't brought someone in to sort of cover his loss. Um, so it's certainly an area we need to target. Yeah, a couple of comments um, suggesting Mbabu from Celtic from the Lamb Source. And uh, here we are. Morgan uh, says that we're after the uh, Genk right back, uh, Myler, I think his name is. Mm. Uh, but we'll just see how those develop in the next coming days. Uh, again, there you go. Uh, Kieran says, yeah, bring in Myler. Competition for Jan Valerie. Uh, Cedric isn't consistent. Myler can play left and right. That's great. Uh, thanks for doing our research for us, Kieran. Um, right. Uh, back to our, our, our incidents then at Crystal Palace. I mean, they, uh, uh, James Tompkins opens the scoring with a header, so a sort of a cheeky little chip over the wall. And I've got to say that the defending here is a bit suspect. Um, and, you know, for Stevens, for all of his credit recently, getting on the score sheet against Villa, a great performance against Chelsea. I think he needs to be stronger in this. Uh, it needs to get in front of James Tompkins and attack that ball. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a fair comment. Um, don't get me wrong, you know, obviously Stevens has come in and done a really good job compared to sort of, you know, I mean, previous performances that have been pretty error-laden. Um, but there, yeah, if he wants to, you know, continue, in that in that position, um, then he, as you said, he, he needs to do better in those situations because in the Premier League, those those are always going to present themselves. And yeah, he, he wasn't strong enough there. It was it was too easy. Yeah, I mean, um, as you, as we noted earlier, Palace wanted to sit in, hold the hold hold on for the win, and they tried their best. But we introduced Gineppo and you know, we we're dealing with this mystery kind of um, you know uh, injury recently. Not much as a not as mysterious as uh, Sofian Bufal's stubbed toe, but when he came on the pitch, uh, he changed the game. I've got to say, I mean, Palace had no idea how to deal with him. Yeah, I mean, you know, he is that sort of X factor that we've got. Um, you know, we missed it um, whilst whilst he whilst he's been out. 
Um, but obviously early in the season, he came up with some big goals for us, obviously Brighton and Sheffield United. And he has got that, um, you know, sort of layer of un- unpredictability. Um, I think a lot of another another thing that may play into it is the fact that obviously he's, he's new to the Premier League. So other teams haven't really been able to get a lot of footage and, and scouting of him, obviously in, in the Premier League yet. Um, and he, he can sort of, you know, just out of nothing produce and, yeah, he was a, a complete live wire and really changed the game. We looked we looked a lot better with him on the field. Yeah, we won, we won um, you know, an advanced kind of free kicks just off the edge of the box. Uh, and, you know, Gineppo, for all his worth, it wasn't him that kind of, uh, you know, managed to uh, source a goal. And it was, I guess, ironically, it was a, 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 a poor back pass. Um, uh, Martin Kelly trying to pass it back to a keeper. Danny Ings pounces on the end of it to equalise and uh, his 12th of the season. Oh yeah, um, I mean, yeah, as as you say, they were they've been so disciplined for the majority, and then sort of one, you know, momentary momentary lapse in concentration, and sort of undid all the all the hard work. Um, but yeah, Danny Ings at the moment, um, there, there was a sort of chance earlier in the game where um, you know sort of Redmond seemed to be through, and he elected to sort of pass rather than shoot himself. Probably should have had a shot himself, but I guess with the form that Danny Ings in and you know, confidence. He, he just thought, you know, I'll, you know, give up, <laughs> give it up for him to do the job. But yeah, Danny Ings is, as everyone knows, absolutely on fire. Um, and I think he can consider himself um, certainly up for, up for the shout of, of being, you know, selected for England because yeah, he's, he's finishing something else. Mm, I think um, up until, I guess, Man United played their game later that night, only one man has scored more in the Premier League this season, Jamie Vardy. Uh, it turns out Aubameyang equalised, uh, well, I guess scored again for Arsenal, and Rashford has scored again for Man United at the weekend. But lots of love for Gineppo in the comments from Joe here. Back to his best at Palace. Uh, uh, here we go, Nathan Moose Gineppo, love it. And a uh, big shout out to Will Prowse and Rob here. His brilliant 60-yard pass, which set Gineppo on his way. And to be honest, Will Prowse, there was a great statistic. I think he'd run or covered the most amount of ground in the Premier League this season. No, I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm not. Sur- I'm not surprised by that. In in all fairness, um, I think going back a, a month or so ago, um, a lot of people were questioning him, thinking, you know, other than his set pieces, you know, what does he really bring to the team? But recently, over the Christmas period, he's he's definitely been one of our strongest players. Um, really putting in shifts, constantly tracking back and helping his teammates out when we've, you know, looked like we're we're in trouble. Um, and and in fairness, particularly that Palace game, his set pieces were. Just sublime. Every, every single one carried a threat, and yeah, he was he was immense that day. Uh, you know, sometimes it's on. Un- it, it, it gets unthanked, uh, James Will Prowse. Um, a lot of criticism go heading towards him. You know, a few months ago, but he's so important for the team now. He's almost playing that sort of deep line playmaker position, if you like. Um, you know, bringing the balls left, right, uh, a threat from corners, threat from free kicks as well. And um, and I guess we could have easily sort of snatched the game against uh, Crystal Palace had it not been for uh, Vicente Higuita, uh, Palace's goalkeeper, made some great saves to deny us uh, a victory. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, obviously, the the Ward Prowse free kick um, was a great save. Um, can't can't fault him for that. Um, you know, fair play. As you said, we we could have quite easily nicked it. Um, obviously, we just need to get that equaliser, which we did, but. After that, you know, it only really looked like there was going to be one winner. Um, but you know, I think on the on the basis of the all, you know, the whole game, I'm pretty chuffed with the point, especially with the you know the six points in the previous two games. Mm. So, I mean, what's the target then for New Year's Day? Um, what have you made of Jose Mourinho as they head to St Mary's? 
Oof, uh, it's tough. Um, they've been indifferent. Obviously, got off to a really good start, um, but they went to Norwich um, on Saturday, and you know, so they they could have quite easily, probably should have lost that game. VAR, um, as we were discussing before we came on air, mm. um, you know, sort of well, <laughs> effectively screwed Pookie over because that was everyone knows that that was a good goal, shouldn't have been disallowed. Um, but yeah, no, they they they're in a weird um, sort of mode at the moment Spurs because obviously they, they pr- look pretty weak at the back I, th- I certainly think we could expose them hopefully be sort of an ideal time for maybe Adams to look to get his first goal give those two centre-halves a hard time a bit um, obviously with the, obviously there's the Ericsson situation as well is, is he going to stay or, or leave in January um, so yeah I, th- I think there is you know I think there's potential for us to get a result whether that be a draw or a win but you know I fancy us to get something yeah, Rob has highlighted here the uh, the dodgy defence of Spurs. Um, and to be honest, that was highlighted again, a calamitous kind of own goal uh, at Norwich at the weekend. And uh, I mean, Aurier, let's highlight him for a moment. Uh, of course, we don't watch too much of him, but uh, so unpredictable, I guess, some of the, uh, Tottenham's defending at the moment. And hopefully we need to be on our, on our toes to kind of capitalise on any mistakes or uh, erratic kind of uh, movements uh, from the Tottenham defence uh, come New Year's Day. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope I hope we're able to. Um, I see you highlighted Aurier. Um, and going back to the game, the reverse fixture at, at their new place. Uh, you know, he got sent off, and he he's strange. He's a strange one. Obviously, he he's got quality when he wants to you know to turn up, but some of some of his um, decision making is you know mind boggles to be honest with you. And I think he's only really playing really because obviously you know. They're, they're also thin in those positions, to be honest, mm. um, especially with injuries. And obviously, Trippier went um, in, in the summer to Atleti. Um, so, yeah, I, I certainly think, especially with the way Ings at the moment, we've got you know some strength out wide, then we, we can harm them. So, a couple of comments here. Firstly, for Gineppo, um, we should start him on the left, attacking Aurier. I, I think you meant Aurier, not Auteur, as per uh, film studies, uh, for those that are you know, studying that sort of thing. But yeah, Aurier seems to be a bit unpredictable at times as well. And uh, Joe goes as far as saying that we should play the same lineup as Saturday, but Armstrong in for Booth. I'll use him and Gineppo as impact subs. Neither us or Spurs can keep clean sheets. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a fair point. Um, Booth, first half, I thought he, he looked pretty good. Second half, off the boil completely, um, which was a shame. Um, every time he sort of went forward with the ball, um, you know, he got to the point where he'd take his man on and then lose possession. Obviously, Gineppo came on and he added that, you know, sort of extra level that we were missing. He would take take his man on, beat him, produce shot or cross. So, yeah, no, I think, you know, especially Gineppo, he's looked good. Um, so it'd be nice to see him get more game time. Yeah, and it'd be, uh, as uh, Nathan uh, comments here, interesting to see Gazaniga back at St. Mary's too. Um, left under, I guess, uh, Pochettino's... Um, Influence signing for them a few years ago now. Rarely had a bit of a game time at, at Southampton. Still a very young player at the time and third choice at the time too. And he's he's kind of taken his chance in goal whilst Hugo Lloris has been injured. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Fair play to him. I mean, when he was at Saints, every time he um, sort of you know came, came in for well, you know whether whether we had a starter out injured or or a cup game. On the whole, I think a lot of people thought, you know, he's got no chance of breaking the first team lineup on a regular basis. Um, made a lot of errors in, in fairness. Uh, he was young, though. He's learning the game, perhaps. You know, we signed him from Gillingham, I believe. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, believe it or not, way back when. Um, but yeah, no, he's been given his chance. Um, but then uh, uh, it's a difficult environment because obviously Spurs' expectations are a lot different to ours. Um, and I've heard sort of there were boo boys after after the game against Norwich. Um, you know, he well a lot of the Spurs fans sort of calling on the um, you know uh, BBC six oh six and that saying that you know it's not good enough, um, not quality enough for them. Um, so it's whether he whether or not he can handle that pressure. Yeah, and uh, as Edward uh, notes here, I mean, to be honest, a lot of you guys have taken a lot of my notes. You must be reading my my documents here or something. But uh, as Edward says, uh, it's going to be a very tough game. And uh, without Son playing, if we can execute a top game plan like Chelsea, I have faith. And Son serving his third uh, game of us of his suspension sent off a, uh, a week or so ago. But he's not that type of player. <laughs> no, obviously not. I think they've obviously got someone dressed up in a Christmas Son suit. Um, giving the poor guy a bad name um, but yeah no I mean as, as just um, forget my um, Saints loyalty for a minute as, as just a fan of football he's, he's a remarkable player one, one of my favourite in world football um, so yeah massive uh, late gis- left, get my words out late Christmas present to uh, see the fact that he's missed going to mm. miss that game so uh, let's talk line up some predictions then, Dan, and then we'll give you some uh, some goal of the month and our player of the month nominees after this. And so fire in your score predictions for Tottenham on New Year's Day and fire in your lineups too as well. So uh, some have already suggested uh, Armstrong to replace Buffon in the starting lineup, but what would you do? Obviously, lots of games at this time of the year and perhaps one eye on the FA Cup uh, Huddersfield a few days later could be a chance for some of the fringe players to, you know, uh, set that game, uh, have, a, have an eye on the FA Cup instead of the uh, Premier League. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That. I think that is what he will do. Um, obviously, squad rotation. I think I would imagine you'll probably see sort of um, against Huddersfield. You know, obviously the keeper rested that that sort of thing. Maybe some youth brought in. I saw um, it. I think Smallbone was on the bench the other day. Yeah. Um. So he's he's one that might get a run out of the first team on on Saturday. Oops. Oh, sorry about that. And we're back in the room. Um, but yeah, no, I just thought I'd have a little. You know, breathe, I get a beer. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think sort of it's probably, although I wouldn't want the same back four, I think it will be the same back four as uh, previous games. Obviously, um, Cedric at right back, obviously, keepers McCarthy. Um, Stevens, you know, been much maligned in the past, but you can't criticise him on the whole. I know he had a bit of an iffy moment, as we discussed earlier, but he has been much better. Um, so he obviously, I think he stays there too. Bednarek as well, uh, you know, I like him a lot. Um, he's not the finished article. Um, I was saying to um, a friend in the pub just the other day, I, I only wish that he sort of was with, almost come along a bit earlier um, and been paired with either Fonte or, mm. or Van Dijk, you know, two quality players that could have sort of, um, you know, eased him a little, eased him in a little and, you know, he could have fed off their experience because I think with that, we'd see, you know, a real sort of change in him and he'd go from strength to strength. Um, and then obviously Bertrand at left back, um, I think he's looked lively over recent weeks, especially going forward. Um, he's, you know, he's been really putting in some ed- energetic um, performances, sort of bombing down that left and getting on the overlap. Um, so yeah, I'm sure he'll continue there as well. Okay, so midfield then. So a lot of people suggesting a midfield duo of uh, Hoiberg and James Ward-Prowse. But this is where it gets interesting, where, the, where you kind of swap it around a little bit. Uh, McKeesey's gone as far as saying Hoiberg, James Ward-Prowse, Gineppo, Armstrong with Redmond and Ings up front. Uh, latterly, we've got Morgan's suggestion uh, 
Uh, Hoiberg will press Redmond, Armstrong, Ings, and Adams. Uh, Lamb Sauce has gone as far as saying uh, we've got Hoiberg. We've got Valerie in there as well. That's strange. Um, I don't know how ill he is, but we'll find out uh, come Wednesday. I'm losing what track of day it is. It's that type of year. We're in a bit of limbo, you know. But anyway, uh, Lamb Sauce has gone. Hoiberg will press Buffal. Buffal twice. Okay. Uh, can we get away with that? We've got Cloning Machine. That's brother. <laughs> Ings and Adams up front. Um, so, uh, Lampsos, let us know if it's uh, Redmond in for Buffal or Armstrong for Buffal, one of those. So, uh, Rob has gone as far as saying Hoiberg, Prouse, Armstrong, Redmond, Ings, and Adams. So, uh, a, a theme running here where I think we're going to go with Hoiberg, Prouse as the two. And I think we'll, I, I think I will suggest let's go with Armstrong and Redmond uh, because I think. I think Armstrong probably offers a little bit more physicality in the midfield, you know, uh, to, to drop back a bit more defensive duties. You know, Buffal, Gineppo, great players on the day. They've got that stardust to turn players inside out, but impact players, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think I'd, um, I think I'd agree with you there. Um, as much as I'd like to see Gineppo, um, I think at the moment, you know, maybe he's one of those players that um, sort of, you know, late in the game, the game's tight, bring him on as we did the other day against Palace. Um, and then maybe sort of give him a full run out on, on Saturday in the Cup. I'll see if he can do it over 90 minutes as well. Um, then maybe that's something to consider going forward. But, yeah, no, I think especially uh, against a team with uh, you know, so much quality as Tottenham do, I think Armstrong's the sort of player you want to sort of keep our shape, keep the link between, obviously, midfield and, and strikers. And, yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd certainly like to see Armstrong starting on, on Wednesday. OK, so um, last time we played Spurs at St Mary's, um, a comeback, in fact, for the first time in God knows how long. Um, you know, one down after Kane scores early on, Valerie on the score sheet, and then James Will Prowse masterful uh, free kick from the edge of the box. So, score prediction is it going to be the same then, Dan? Uh, let's go, Rob's prediction of 2 1. Uh, uh, Kieran's also gone 2 1 again with a masterclass from Will Prowse. Nathan has gone 2 2. And here's one bit left field. Uh, Bobby Mack goes 3 2 with Ings and Bednarek on the score sheet. Uh, Kane scores twice. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna. I, I'm, it's tough. My head's sort of saying a draw. Um, mm. But no, I, I sort of with them coming through. I was if I was going to go for a Saints win, I was leaning towards two one. Um, I think I said that last season as well um, from memory. Um, and yeah, no, I'll, I'll go for that. I think Spurs. You know, as I said, they're indifferent. Um, we have looked a lot better uh, in recent weeks, so I think we'll certainly, um, you know, go for it, uh, especially at home um, atmosphere. Its Palace was a lot better. There was a lot less negativity. People not sort of getting on the team when we start going backwards with the ball. Mm. Um, so that was good to see. So yeah, no, I, I think we can um, sort of catch them off guard and, and come away with the three points. Yeah, and I mean, if we do manage to get three points, that puts us well and truly away from the relegation zone. A huge cushion at that point, and it, and it puts us right in the middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's so tight this year. Obviously, apart from sort of the top four, you look at the rest. You know, it is it's staggering how tight the, the the league is this season. A few wins, you know, we could be looking up sort of eighth, ninth, tenth. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's no reason why not. We're in a great vein of form. Um, I was really worried for us a few weeks back, um, but I was watching Masha there a couple of episodes ago, and obviously mentioned after I went against Chelsea. Um, you know, the, the analysts there didn't think we'll have any problems now. Um, and I think, you know, as long as we sort of get a bit of consistency, keep racking up the points, I think there are certainly teams below us that um, will, will struggle a lot more than we do. And I, th I think we'll finish pretty comfortably in the end. 
Yeah, I think the target was between 9th and 14th and the win would certainly give us a bit of confidence and, you know, a chance for some of those first teamers to have a little breather against Huddersfield and we're back in at uh, the Leicester game uh, two weeks later. Uh, just quickly here, a comment from Kieran. You must have a short memory, mate, but we beat Spurs last season um, in a 2-1 victory. So, uh, we ha- he says we haven't beaten Spurs at home in the last two seasons. Um, I suppose haven't beaten us at home, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> My mistake. There you go. Okay, right. Bonuses then. End of this episode. A goal of the month and player of the month uh, 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 nominations. So let's start with our player uh, goal of the month. Uh, I've got five shortlisted on my notes here. Uh, do let us know if you think of anything else in the comments. Um, but let's open it up then. Open it up to the floor with uh, Danny Ings' header against Norwich at the start of the month. Uh, Danny Ings' um, goal against Newcastle. He's running, he holds off the defender, slots it away, beats the Bravka quite coolly. Uh, Danny Ings, again, but this time his second at, at Aston Villa, his swivel and shot, pouncing on that back pass from the Aston Villa defender. And the two goals against Chelsea, Obafemi's left foot shot, dropping the shoulder, leaving Rudiger for dead. Uh, top corner, goalkeeper, no chance. And Redmond against Chelsea, the fantastic team goal. Yeah, um, I I think I'd have to go with the last one. Um, I think obviously in individual quality, I'd probably be leaning towards um, Obafemi. See, you know, just a kid really in 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 effect um, coming into the team, not played a lot. Incredible finish to have that confidence and awareness, just pick that up and, and smash it. But I mean, team goal, you you don't see get goals like that. You know, sort of the amount of passes and strung together. Um, I know a lot of people, well, quite a few people mentioned the fact that Kante sort of had the final touch and the link of passes. But for me, that, that doesn't detract from it. it. It was a quality goal and it deserved to be rounded off in the way that it was. Yeah, I mean, a fantastic team goal. Um, you know, it reminds me a bit like the goal from the 1980s as uh, I think it's against Liverpool. Mick Shannon finishes yeah. off that great move. It, go, it does the rounds every year. You know, I think everybody, in fact, in this sequence of uh, this goal for Chelsea, almost everybody had a touch of the ball. Yeah, no, is that exactly that? And I mean, you know, in the amount of Saints games, you know, both you and I and everyone attends, you, you just don't see that. Um, it was sort of one of those occasions where, you know, you just had to be there. Really, um, it was it was remarkable. Um, and yes, one one that will certainly live long in the memory. Yeah, uh, it's too close to call in the comments. So it's it's going Obafemi, Redmond, Obafemi, Ob- Redmond, Obafemi, Redmond. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll, I think I tell you what we'll. we'll Give the casting vote on our Twitter feed later on today. We'll run it for, until uh, you know tomorrow. We'll see what happens. So um, I, I think it's too close to call on this on this show. Um, but I think uh, you, you, you do you say Redmond there, Dan? Um, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would. I would lean towards Redmond. Um, okay. So the goal itself, I think Obafemi. Um, but yeah, I, I just the, the build up to the the goal, the Redmond's goal, was just fantastic. I can't overlook it for that reason. Okay. All right. Well, we'll give the casting vote to our Twitter followers. Okay. Uh, player of the month, then. I've uh, got four shortlisted here. Uh, you're welcome to throw in your names on the comments as well. So get involved. So I've got uh, Jack Stevens here. Uh, he's come on leaps and bounds, I guess, this month. Uh, fantastic performances against uh, Aston Villa, uh, composed against Chelsea. Um, you know, a bit a little just sort of mistake, uh, if you like, wasn't strong enough for the Tompkins goal, but we've seen him improve kind of dramatically in the last two or three weeks. Uh, Nathan Redmond. You know, he's he's waited so patiently to get his opportunity to score, you know, uh, rounded off that goal against Chelsea. I think his first Premier League goal since August. Um, 
so credit to him for remaining patient. Um, you know, sometimes we, we we groan about how many touches he takes, but took his chance well. Uh, composed finish, prods that over the top of the keeper at Chelsea. Uh, right, James Ward-Prowse is my third nomination. Um, again, you know, it's so important for the team in the middle of that if, of that park. You know, uh, dictating the play, becoming that deep play. In, uh, midfielder, uh, fantastic, you know, threat from corners, from free kicks, and he's played almost every single minute and, and covered every single blade uh, so far this season. And of course, the final nomination has to be Danny Ings. Um, I guess the record speaks for itself this month. You know, scored so many goals. Um, you know, three in our nominations here, four, uh, and then five. In fact, five this calendar month. Um, so including the goal against Palace and this first one against Aston Villa and 12 the entire season so far. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, it is tough. You've got some really strong candidates there. Um, I think it's it's so difficult. Um, I mean, I'm almost inclined just to go for Ings because, you know, as you said, the record speaks for itself. Um, but I I think the way that he's sort of, well, almost played out of skin um, compared to sort of, struggles he had in the past. I think Jack Stevens, um, I, I would probably lean towards him. Um, he's looked a different player since his sort of reintroduction. Um, although yeah, he's he's sort of had the you know odd wobble, don't let me wrong don't get me wrong. Um he, he does look a lot better and he's been vital in, in sort of the win at um you know in Chelsea and uh draw against Palace and yeah hopefully he can sort of continue to play like that and cement his place. I think it's fairly unanimous in the comments. Yeah, ing, 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 ing. Morgan goes, uh, Stevens comes close. Um, and uh, where do we go? McKeesey goes, uh, JWP in second. So Danny Ings, player of the month. Uh, and I think for us, uh, I think you've, you've gone as far as saying Redmond for the goal of the month, but we'll give the casting vote to our, to our Twitter followers. And Rob says, uh, a little left field here outside the box. Stevens, massive improvement. So uh, great improvement all round uh, from everybody. And I think that nicely wraps us up for this uh, this week's show then. Uh, a little over time, a little bit late, but hey, we're we're here and we've given you, a, 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 I guess, a bonus for kind of making up for for skipping the, uh, I guess, the Chelsea review and the Palace preview. But Dan, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no worries at all. Thanks, thanks for having me. And I guess if anybody wants to catch up with you, you know, uh, doing the 92, if you like, where can we, where's the best place where we can, uh, we can follow you at? Uh, yeah, so that, that'd be on, uh, on Twitter. Um, that's at Dan Jarvis, SFC 91. Excellent stuff. Good to have you with us all in the comments and uh, enjoy the rest of your, I guess, today's evening. Uh, hopefully we see you on New Year's Day, but here's to a, a happy new year, Dan. Yeah, happy new year and, and up the Saints, of course. Thanks again then to Dan for joining us this week and a big thanks to all of your comments live on YouTube joining in the conversation. And of course, you can catch up with Dan doing the 92 on his social pages, which are available in the description to this episode. So again, thanks for sticking with us this year. Do let us know how you're celebrating at New Year's, wherever you are in the world. It's always great to hear from you from all corners of the globe. Now, we'll be back for fan reactions on YouTube after the Tottenham game. But the next time you'll hear for us uh, after that will be our Leicester City build-up show. I'm taking a few days off to just chill out and just step away over the FA Cup weekend. So until then, thanks for listening and come on, you saints.